Hi everyone, I'm Asha, an Akashic Records reader, blogger and podcaster. In this series, we will demystify the Akashic Records by bringing to you bite-sized contents on frequently asked questions relating to the Akashic Records. We will also explore topics relating to spirituality, as well as practical application, learnings and reflections in the Akashic Records. My Akashic Masters are very excited to join us in this journey. We send much love, light and blessings to all. Welcome to episode 26 on my vegetarian journey, Seeking Joy from Within. I didn't grow up as a vegetarian. For 30 years of my life, I was an omnivore and I certainly enjoyed consuming meat. Back then, it didn't even cross my mind that I will ever be a vegetarian. Just the word vegetarian sounded so restrictive and inflexible to me. In a society where we are surrounded by omnivores as the norm. For a few years of my working life, I was deeply attracted to gym life in a bid to counter work stress and cut those flaps. I was quite a hardcore gym goer as I squeezed in almost every bit of free time to attend fitness classes like kickboxing, HIIT exercises, or even carrying weights in the gym. For gym goers, everyone yearns for a lean and toned physique. Hence, to build those lean muscles, consuming higher levels of protein is the norm. To work towards that perfect physique, I chose to consume more meat options like chicken breast and even protein shakes. So you might be wondering, how do I even end up as a vegetarian now? It is truly amazing how life unfolded for me. I deeply resonate with the concept that doors will open for you when it is meant to be. Sometimes we call it divine timing because nobody can really predict that perfect timing in which things unfold in each person's blueprint. In N2017, I decided to end my gym life. Everything felt so suffocating at one point. The environment, the people and their gossips, the fitness classes and even the routine. I felt like I couldn't continue with the routine any longer. I just wanted to end it all and start afresh. New environment, people and classes. I stopped attending my gym classes and let my gym membership lapse, while I started exploring alternatives like yoga and sound bath. Back then, all these alternatives sounded so exotic to me. I found myself attracted to the mind-body connection that these alternatives offer. Indeed, it opened up a whole new world for me. New options, new friends, new ways of doing things, and importantly, newfound love for my body, which I had abused during my few years of gym life. As I deepened my love towards yoga, 
It felt like I would never do anything else except yoga. I even contemplated that maybe one day, I will register for a yoga teacher training course. I enjoyed every class and I yearned for more. Part 1, my inflammatory flare-ups. But then, my body didn't seem happy with my newfound routine. It protested by launching frequent episodes of inflammatory flare-ups within. No matter how hard I tried, the inflammation just wouldn't go away. I was physically in so much pain everywhere. Back then, I would gladly pay anyone who could remove this pain from me. With the inflammatory flare-ups, I sometimes lose my appetite for a few days and I would feel very exhausted. When I consulted my specialist for my autoimmune condition, the only solution he could think of was prednisolone, also known as steroids. In fact, there was once my inflammation was so bad that I had red webs all over my arms and legs and I had to take steroids for a few weeks for it to subside. I had an earlier experience with steroids in my junior college days when I was first diagnosed with the autoimmune condition. All I could recall was the destruction it caused to my body in the form of weight gain and I was forced to give up rigorous activities like martial arts that I loved. I didn't like steroids. I didn't want steroids to be my only backup plan when my inflammation recurs each time. Part 2. Discovering Reiki in my life That same period, the word Reiki appeared everywhere to me. In the mystical sound bath place, I saw a few one-hour classes on introduction to Reiki, where participants would be given a temporary Reiki attunement and experience how a Reiki healing feels like. That was really something new to me. Was it some placebo effect floating around with this Reiki hype? Were people so gullible that they simply trusted everything? Was it even scientifically proven and accepted as mainstream medicine? What was their basis for claiming that Reiki works? It sounded nonsensical to me. Yet my body, with all the inflammation, desperately wanted to give it a try. I chanced upon a Reiki yoga class on ClassPass and decided to give it a go. I told myself that if I could send some energies in whatever form, I would immediately register for a Reiki 1 workshop nearby. Next I know, I registered for two days Reiki 1 workshop nearby. With the Reiki attunement, I wasn't a convert immediately. I simply kept trying. I diligently clocked at least one hour Reiki treatment daily and added on more Reiki for those body parts in pain. After a while, I realized that no matter how exhausted my body was, 
Ricky always has this low-profile way of replenishing my energy back. The Ricky energies were barely noticeable. Yet there was truly something more than mere placebo effect. Given how painful my inflammatory flare-ups were, how did the pain even subside after one hour of putting my hands all over my body? Then I started observing colours in my inner eye and sudden gushes of energies from nowhere. Yet the most amazing and unexpected change that Reiki brought on to my life was my total change in taste buds. I used to adore meat. I couldn't enjoy each meal without meat. After the Reiki attunement, I couldn't swallow meat anymore. The first time I tried one of my favourite chicken at a salad bar, my stomach churned in protest for a few hours and I felt so nauseous. The next time I tried meat again, at a course with catered lunch, I totally regretted. I felt so nauseous that I told myself that I am not touching meat anymore. And so my vegetarian journey began, almost without a choice. If I had to eat, the food must be vegetarian, because my stomach simply couldn't accept any meat. It wasn't as if I loved my vegetarian food, I just had no choice, and I needed to eat something daily to sustain my life. For almost two years of my vegetarian journey, it wasn't entirely an enjoyable experience. On a deeper level, I wasn't happy that I was this odd one out at home, banished with a solo vegetarian diet that nobody fancied. To add fuel to the flame, my dad continued to rave about how enjoyable his meals were with meat included, and often absent-mindedly asked me if I wanted some meat. Part 3. Further switch to a largely organic vegan diet. This year, I started switching to a largely organic vegan diet for better health. That means I had to cut out the unhealthy vegetarian options such as processed or frozen food, deep-fried food, food and desserts with high sugar content, etc. I also had to cut out eggs, dairy and honey from my diet. It was such a drastic change. Most of my meals had to be revamped to fit into this newfound diet. Part 4. My realization that I wasn't joyful with my vegetarian diet. In this process of purifying my bodies with inner work, it dawned upon me one day that I wasn't joyful with my vegetarian or organic vegan diet. Unlike most people, I didn't choose to be a vegetarian out of compassion for all living beings, animals included. I was trusted onto this vegetarian journey after Reiki appeared in my life. Hence, I became a vegetarian almost grudgingly. Perhaps I knew it in the past, but I wasn't ready to face it. This time when the realization struck me, 
I was ready to face it. My spiritual journey had unknowingly given me the courage to face the parts of me that I didn't dare to see in the past. The part of me that felt unloved, abandoned and unwanted. The part of me that travels back to the primary school memories of swallowing down tears while flipping books alone in a quiet section of the library that nobody visits. The part of me that hates to be the odd one out, that yearns to fit in with the rest, the part of me that feels unworthy and inferior when compared with the rest. As my spiritual journey unfolds, I realize that it brought to me a newfound gentleness that I never observed within myself. The feminine energies of love and compassion for myself and my inner children. The part of me that genuinely cares when my inner children do not feel joyful. The part of me that bothers to think of creative ideas to help myself and my inner children feel joy again, be it exploring new experiences like calligraphy, zi, also known as Chinese flute, jogging, and even allocating free play time each week just to spark joy. Part 5. Exploring free play time after work. Heeding the advice of my feminine self, I decided to indulge in free play time after work one day, just to do what my inner children yearn to do. My inner children suggested for me to pack mantos, which are steamed dough with fillings like red bean, pumpkin, black sesame or yam in it for the family. They like it when others around them are happy. So I headed out to pack these mantos. As it was late, I decided to eat my dinner outside as well. I ordered what I thought I used to fancy at a vegetarian cafe. Interestingly, after more than a year since my last visit, I realized that I no longer craved for the same kind of food. In fact, as I ate each mouthful of food, I was reminded of how lucky I am that my mom bothers to whip up customized organic vegan meals for me. Simple, nourishing and cooked with so much love. At that moment, it dawned upon me that I was the luckiest person on earth to enjoy home-cooked meals which are so lovingly prepared with good quality organic ingredients that no amount of money can buy. How blessed I was and I am. With this newfound realization, I brought home my newfound joy and appreciation for my home-cooked organic vegan meals. I stopped comparing my meals versus my dad's meals. I stopped getting triggered by my dad's remarks of how good the chicken or fish tasted. I learned to bless each meal to give me the life force that I need to power me through each day. I learned to bless the kind souls that made each meal possible for me, 
from the farmers to logistic companies to supermarkets to my mum to the gas or electricity or water suppliers taken for granted to all employees and so on. After mindfully recalling these blessings, I enjoy each mouthful of food as it is. It feels amazing to witness these baby steps of progress within me. Part 6. Sharing Master's Thoughts with Everyone Dear children, each of us have our own set of struggles in life. There is no struggle too small or frivolous to go unnoticed. We are here to support you as you embark on your own journey to heal and release. May you be courageous and one day center into the joy that already exists within you. Joy is not an elusive concept apart from you. You are intertwined with the inner qualities of joy and courage anytime you are ready to activate them. Wishing you the best and blessings be to all. Asha and Akashic Masters Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to read about my dialogues and reflections with the Akashic Masters, you can visit my free blog at asha-akashicrecords.com. Till next time, take care.